Welcome to the DBS Films Podcast, a behind-the-scenes look into making indie films. Learn from DBS Films about their process, tips, and fun stories that all come with making multiple movies a reality. Hey everybody, welcome to DBS Films Podcast. My name is Kellen, with me as always is my brother Brennan. Together we make movies with the DBS Films. Today's episode, we're talking about making our fourth horror movie of 2023. That is right. We are looking at the fourth and final production of this year. So basically, we just wanted to kind of talk about a little bit as we were headed into the thick of the pre-production, the audition process for the newest feature that we have. As always, be sure to take a look at our movies online. Horror in the Forest is now currently out there. You go ahead and give it a rent and review. It means the world to us. Also, be sure to take a look at our Discord community online because we make movies for our fans with their fans. So if you ever want to be part of the movie making process, well, that is the place to be, my friends. So, as I mentioned, hopping right into this episode, really just kind of wanted to, uh, you know, talk about this movie specifically and how it feels to, you know, be making our fourth movie. So I feel like let's go ahead and start off there. You know, one of the biggest highlights that we've had for this year is that we have doubled the production as of now. You know, again, knock on wood. Hopefully we're not jinxing anything, but, you know, we've been saying stuff like this on the podcast for a while now, so I have faith. But basically, it is a huge step up when it comes to the production of um, any studio to go ahead and double the output of the movies. And we always mention, you know, the more you make, the better you get. So, you know, before we kind of hop into it, you want to kind of talk about how it is something where, you know, not only will we have more movies, which is great, you know, it can make more revenue, but it increases our skill as well. Each production gives us, you know, new things to learn, new ways to develop and just hone our skills as we continue to grow. So not only is having two movies, you know, two more movies going to help financially with DBS, it's really going to help as what we're seeing now is just the kill, the skill set that we're developing and the team that we're developing now. Yeah, there's just a lot of weird um, ideologies and thought processes in the film industry. There is two you know, thoughts of mind um, when it comes to making movies. And the first is what they teach you in film school. And what most filmmakers I know is just save all your money, raise a ton of money and spend all your time and make one movie, put all your energy and effort and make one movie. And I don't think that is the correct philosophy at all. And we are proving that that is not the correct philosophy that just like anything else in life, the more you work at something, the better you get the better you're going to make or the better your movies are going to get with each movie we make, you know, we get better with each one. And it's really a shame for me to hear a lot of filmmakers say, Hey, you guys are making too many movies. You should really stop and slow down and really focus on one movie. Um, I have seen no evidence that slowing down and focusing on our time or spending more money has led to a better product. Our best movies, performance-wise and ratings-wise, are actually the ones that we throw together at the last minute that have the least amount of budget. A Cold Grave, um, we sent out a whole bunch of surveys, is our highest-rated movie from surveys. And guess what? We kind of threw that one together within the span of six weeks. It was just one actor in the woods. And basically, it was by far our lowest budget. So the fact that you... You know, you need more time, you need more money to make a better movie is not true at all. Um, and I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, look at Talk to Me. Look at those kids who made Talk to Me. Go look at the history of those kids. They were making films for 10 years before they got to the point of making Talk to Me. There is almost no evidence or at least very, very few of one-hit wonders. Filmmakers that come out here and their first movie that they ever make 
is either is an absolute banger. It's almost non-existent. If you go back and look at those people, they have a ton of experience before that. Ari Aster had a ton of experience before Hereditary. That wasn't a breakout. He also had a 24 as producers, you know, basically helping him along the way. Um, does more money help? Does more time help? Yes. But on the indie level, it's not going to get you better. And I think at this point, when you're in the grind, when you're in the hustle, with when you're down here with us, um, basically you want to make as many moves as possible. You want to reward your fans and you want to get better. Making movies is a skill. With each one, you get better. With each movie you make, with each script, you get a little bit more refined. Exactly that. I mean, you know, we preach this process and we really are going to continue doing it. And we're really proving, you know, with the fact that it is possible in the sense of really getting into a groove when it comes to the production. So speaking of kind of getting into a groove, I think that's the next thing I really want to talk about, you know, pulling the movies completely aside when it comes from um, where they actually are creatively. Let's just highlight pure production. I mean, I think what's really cool now, um, you know, where we're at and uh, what actually is really interesting with this one is um, it will be now our, our 16th feature in total. Um, and with that being said, we've now doubled up on the hateful eight. And I think what's really cool with that and really unique with that milestone is just kind of looking at where we are now in this production versus where we were finishing, uh, the devil in the room. So, you know, you want to kind of discuss about that because it's really like almost night and day in the sense that, yeah, we had, you know, eight movies, but we're almost kind of stumbling along where now it feels like we are moving at a very, very continued pace in the sense of getting them through post-production, getting them out there, getting them released. And, um, you know, again, it's just, it's another milestone that ends up racking up when you really just kind of focus in on this process. But how does it feel, you know, closing in on a milestone of us doubling up from the Hateful Eight? Well, I think moving forward, all we'll kind of segment these into eight. Um, we have the hateful eight. Then we have we'll, we'll probably come up with some kind of clever name for this next eight, and then we'll you know be able to sit back at you know twenty four. But you know, just seeing the growth all the way through, um, just in production, in post production, and in pre production, you know, it's it's just phenomenal. Basically, we are right where we need to be. Right as horror in the forest is about to go to Tubi. Coldgrave gets released. When Coldgrave goes to Tubi, we release Bigfoot Project. So none of our movies are competing against each other. We are a well-oiled machine. Um, it's basically assembly line. And that is going to allow us to continually get revenue back in. When one movie falls off the Amazon charts, we move it back up. And then that new movie switches over to Tubi. And those two are our biggest revenue drivers. You know, Tubi and Amazon are the big ones. And we're right there. If we can get Bigfoot out or at least finished by the end of December, that's another big win. I don't know if that's going to happen just because of how crazy things is. But pushing into January is not going to be a big time issue at all. We have that momentum. We're getting these things through post. And I'm actually really looking forward to editing the Bigfoot project, which basically starts tomorrow. Uh, because as we're filming this and as we're kind of going through it, um, not only am I getting better at editing, but I'm making sure the stuff that takes a long time, we're getting when we actually do it. With the Roger Project, ADR and sound effects just took a long time to get that to where I needed to go. With Bigfoot, I got all the ADR, I got all the sound effects that I needed, so it should be a smoother process. And I think 
a lot of films really suffer in post-production because they, when you're out there, they don't either have enough footage, they don't have the sound, they don't have, you know, all the shots, they have to do a lot of pickups. And I think that because with Bigfoot, we had the extra pickup days that allowed me to sit down and look at what we needed, what we needed to get, and we got it all. So I'm really hoping that this is our smoothest post-production yet um and i'm really excited to get bigfoot out there because we did spend a lot of money on it we did spend you know a lot of time writing it there's this is probably our most attention um to a movie that we've ever had in the history of dbs and you know i'm looking forward to it so you know like i opened with you know more money and more time doesn't equal a better product but you know we're gonna find out you know how hard it is to come up with little clever names for our movie sets and now you're, you're taking away cabin core and refound footage to group them up in eight, making me think of something funny and clever again. It's impossible now. Um, so, I mean, really, yeah, all of that true. Very excited. The production is so much smoother now. I think the other thing I kind of want to start, you know, highlighting is um, horror in the forest to me really kind of stepped up to that production level of like, we were really starting to get comfortable um, with, you know, again, our processes, you know, we had Force of Death, which was a big step up. We kind of pulled it back with Horror in the Forest. Horror in the Forest was found footage, though, so, like, that was still new. I think what I really want to highlight now is we're almost kind of, you know, diminishing the things that are completely new, which, again, shocking. This is how you learn anything in life. It's how you learn any hobby. So you get better. You do the thing, and then you get better at it. It's, it's really that straightforward. But I think what's starting to happen now is you know, you're just running on less and less of like first or trying or things like this. And when we do, it allows us to just focus in on things like gore, special effects, a certain type of scene, you know, how this works is transition. And again, you know, we, we really kind of solidify things, especially like as we're going through a cold grave now. And when you actually see the movie finalized, it shows you so many more areas of it. But I think the big thing that like, I'm kind of feeling at least with the fourth one is, there's really a lot less unknowns out there. Now, things always switch in a little bit. Things will always change up when you're on set. You know, each scene, you kind of take a look and you're like, oh, well, we can do it this way or that way. But we have so much experience now of what works from these movies, specifically on the found footage side of things, that's becoming really, really smooth and easy. So, you know, especially going into Murder House, which, again, in a house, you know, it's pretty contained and we already did the story before for the most part it really is a setup for it to be you know a, a smooth process with it so you want to kind of talk about how just functionally as a team you know understanding these movies and, and doing four of these found footage movies you know it's really night and day compared to us going into horror in the forest so you want to talk about how like horror in the forest your first time doing found footage versus now and again you know, that's just a little over a year, you know, a, a few more months, um, like 13, 14 months uh, in the sense of it. And now you have your fifth found footage movie on the slate for it. Yeah. And it's just trying to figure out, you know, what works and what doesn't work. Um, you know, with Horror in the Forest, I really like that movie. It's by far our highest rated movie on um, Amazon. Uh, if you remove the uh, one star bomb that we received, it's our highest rated movie on IMDb. So you're seeing that progression. We usually get about 0.2 points of improvement with each movie. I think Murder House is like 3.7. This one's 4.0 and this will be 4.2. And you have to remember 
um, with how aggressively we market these movies, we're always going to have a lower rating, but to see it improve like that is actually really, really cool. We're getting about 20% better with each movie. And, you know, just looking back on it, you know, with horror in the forest to now, and I go back and watch that movie and it's just like, all right, there's pacing issues there's things that, you know, we put in the right spot, but we didn't execute really well on. Um, and then, you know, you jump to Bigfoot project and I'm sure we're going to learn from that. And then, you know, girl in cabin 14, which I think we took another really large step up with that movie. Um, I think just pacing wise, it's going to be really, really good. And as we're flushing out, you know, murder house now, uh, it's really cool because number one, we get to look back at the original Murder House and figure out, all right, like, what do people like about this movie? What did people not like about this movie? Where did it slow down? Where can we pick it up? What scenes do we want to kind of, you know, basically uh, remaster? And I think all of this is going to, you know, come into a really good script. Murder House was a huge victory for us. You know, coming off of Girl in Cabin 13, I was like, all right, that movie was a success. Can we replicate that success? And not only did Murder House replicate it, it almost tripled um, basically revenue-wise what Girl in Cabin 13 did. It had a ton of reviews, um, a ton of watch minutes. Um, it's probably, I think it's probably close to three or four million views in total. Um, so it was a huge win. And now to sit back and say, all right, you know, this thing did really, really well. How do we make it better? Um, is going to be really cool because now this is where we're going to get into the point of making really good movies. And I still think we're ahead of our time as far as quality. Um, this whole year, the only goal I had was to make four movies. That was this goal year. So it's production. Next year is going to be community. How do we get to a thousand members? And then I think the third year is going to be, all right, how can we scale these movies up? We have the community that's going to allow us to have a little bit more freedom. So we're not kind of pigeonholed into these certain movies and we have to do certain things because we have to get our money back. If we have a thousand people that watch our stuff, it gives us more freedom to do cooler stuff. And it's like, all right, how can we allocate that, that money and that time to get a better product? So I think year three is going to really be quality, but here we are at the end of year one and we're really trying to make the best movie we possibly can. But I still think we got to get a couple more movies under our belt to really figure out what works and what doesn't work. And, you know, when the time comes, that's how we're going to get to really telling these good stories and, you know, really, you know, putting our mark in, you know, the the horror genre as uh, a film studio that produces quality content. Exactly that, my friends. And, you know, I really do think it is something where, of all those different elements you were just highlighting, the production's really the most important one because, again, without the movies, you don't really have anything to build on top of with the community and all those other elements to it, which makes everything so much more fun as we continue to scale and grow. So last thing I really want to kind of talk about, you know, as you were mentioning, is the community is kind of our team as well, too. Because I think one of the biggest things that we have now is we have a very, very smooth process within our community when it comes to working with, um, you know, our amazingly talented community. We've had 63 roles so far cast from the Discord community. I'm only going to continue to do so. But I feel like <clears throat> we're understanding a really, really important process of 
working with them. You know, again, a lot of these actors are their first time on set and regardless of, you know, how much passion you have or, you know, how uh, much you are training or how much pre-production you do, it's still something new to them. And, you know, it's something where we're figuring out how to balance that production side of things and that element. But then on another level, it's also working with, you know, Dylan and Tegan and people that we're starting to bring onto the team and work more consistently. And basically just, again, build a quality product together with the team that we're slowly starting to add into. And most importantly, you know, with the discord community, it's something we can continue to tap into. You know, there's so many different resources that we now kind of have right at our fingertips where it just makes it so much easier knowing, Hey, we can find someone that's very, very passionate that is working, you know, really, really hard for this chance and this opportunity. And then you get people, you know, again, like Tegan, like Tatum to step up um, like Howard, you know, people who have had had these opportunities and really end up, you know, solidifying themselves as part of our team. Again, you know, a lot of it can be just distance and location and things like that, that make it convenient to work with the person. But on top of that, it's something as as we continue to scale and grow, this team and this network that we're developing is only going to grow bigger and it's only going to make us so much more stronger because, you know, regardless, whatever the business is, I think one of the most important things that I've ever learned when it comes to business, it doesn't matter what you're doing. At the end of the day, it's typically all just people interacting with people. And I really feel like we're starting to get a good team together. And again, that just really becomes the backbone of production. And that allows us to continue at this pace. Yeah, I definitely think it'll be a competitive advantage. The fact that we can give people who have, um, you know, a real passion for this, who want to work really hard, uh, the people you want on your team, basically uh, an opportunity, you know, we're willing to give you an opportunity uh, the only thing that um, is stopping you is just, you know, putting in the work and auditioning or, you know, getting in contact with us and doing the challenges that we have in the discord. That's the only thing stopping you um, where most, uh, you know, film production companies or most jobs in general, the most talented people don't get promoted. They don't get that opportunity. Um, there's a lot of nepotism. There's a lot of things that are outside of your control where you basically don't get that opportunity. And I think that's a shame. And I think that, you know, one of the foundations of DBS is like everybody gets a fair chance. The person who's going to work the hardest, who's going to put the most effort into this, who's going to, you know, basically give us their time and their energy and their effort, you know, will get the opportunity. You know, whether or not you're successful, there's a lot of things up to that. But I think, you know, in my experience, as long as you're passionate, this is what you want to do and you give me your full effort, you know, the chips will fall where they may. But for the most part, we've had very good success with Dylan, very good success with Tegan. We continue to grow, grow the teams. We're going to continue to, you know, scale up the production company. It's just, you know, finding the right people, getting them on the bus and then figuring out, you know, what seat, what uh, position is best for them. Get on that DBS bus, my friends. That's going to go ahead and wrap up this episode. Again, be sure to take a look at our movies online. Horror in the Forest is out. If you give us a rent and review, that will mean the world to us. Um, on top of that, be sure to also go ahead and take a look at our Discord channel online. We make movies for our fans with our fans. So if you want to be part of the team, if you want to have the opportunity as we are talking about right now, all you have to do is take a look, find that Discord channel online, and then you will be part of the action. But until then, have a good one, my friends.